Good morning. <clears throat> it's Sunday, July 16th, um, 2023. Living in the future, we were always promised, where there's flying cars. and um, What else was there for the future? The flying cars thing is normally what people talk about. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this is the podcast where a middle-aged guy cries about his uh, mentally ill, much, much younger uh wife um no this is the um that's what it's turned into the last couple weeks uh this is this is the 10,000 ensos project podcast no ads no commercials uh no clear direction no viable source of income currently um yeah uh i think i might uh i'm gonna tomorrow is gonna be just all Unemployment and reemployment <coughs> all day long. That's what tomorrow is. Today um, is going to be. I should go to the gym, but like I, I got like I woke up so many times last night. Um, uh, today I'm, I'm going to just try to finish what I was doing yesterday, um, which is like put together the Shopify store and then just link that like in a more janky way to the Mystic Natheus podcast website and the 10,000 Ensos podcast website. Um, cause I think I can, I can, I can do that. kind of sucks. Maybe I, maybe I, there's some other way I can link them, but Weebly wouldn't, um, the, the good folks at Weebly, said that there was some kind of issue and uh, I was never going to hook up my stores like as as uh, uh, as seen on TV. So, um, and I made like fucking 50 t-shirts designs. Um, some of them are kanji, um, which is related to the 10,000 episodes thing. There's like a couple quotes, including a Haga Curry quote, like my favorite Haga Curry quote, like just different t-shirt designs. You know, real popular uh, fashion-forward stuff. Um, uh, sorry, I'm in I'm in a bad mood. I got very low sleep. I, I was, I'm being sarcastic, but um, yeah. Uh, you know what? I need to make a, a, a an Inso T-shirt. I made like 50 different designs. I made like a Memento Mori, um, Maranasati, uh, um, Carpe. Uh, Carpe uh, Noctum, which is like car- Carpe Diem, but instead of seize the day, it seize the night. So, you know, for some of you you uh, young young lads and lasses, a little more spicy, a little more edgy, um, you know, none of them are crazy uh, designs. I mean, it's mainly just me pairing together nice font choices, um, but... I'm doing a, uh, uh, an Enso project, which is calligraphy. And so they all kind of are connected in some, some fashion. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to be right. I'm not going to be right for a while. This, this, um, having my wife leave me is, has been tough. And, uh, 
you know, I was trying to talk to her about buying her a plane ticket back to her country. She's an immigrant, um, and who's not currently legal in the U.S. Her visa expired, and I'm like, oh, you know, trying to talk to her about stuff, trying to like sew up things because, like, I, I was, I'm still paying for her fucking cell phone. And funny enough, um, I think she blocked me. Uh, either that or she's, uh, floating in the, in the, in, in, um, down the river or something. It's that fun thing when someone knows that they can still hurt you in different ways, such as, uh, you know, blocking you and or worrying you. So you can, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and be like, is she a... Um, having good times with um, one of her new friends or is she B um, in a dumpster somewhere or uh, who knows um, and then you think why am I worrying about this person who wants to hurt me and then you're all you know the, the complex web of uh, fun fun emotions um So, uh, I was like, Hey, I, I, I contacted her mom. I was like, Hey, um, I think she blocked me. Um, if she needs a ticket back, let me know. And her mom told me uh, a, a fantastic version of, um, uh, how and why she left. And I told my version and everyone said, or, sorry. Everyone says this is a tragic turn of events, um, not necessarily shocking, given the history of things, but it is the way it is. And uh, eventually I'll stop uh, crying every day. And uh, I don't know, I guess this was finally the thing that got me to think that maybe I should talk to a therapist. Because it takes two to tango, bro. Um, Jesus Christ, I've been reading all this stuff, listening to, listen to all these books about um, narcissistic personality disorder, and it's just like, I'm just like paranoid that maybe I'm a little bit narcissistic, and then I'm like reading it, and I'm like, you know, well, I got the, the, the shame, low self-esteem thing, and some of these things, but I don't have those things. I guess that I'm trying to do this Enso project would put me in the um, delusional category, the uh, delusions of grandeur kind of thing. But I, I mean, I kind I kind of uh, assume that there's only a chance in hell for this to work. But hard work and persistence, eventually, maybe. Um. <clears throat> I mean, this podcast could just be the failure, documenting the failure of me trying to pull off this um, uh, zany art project where I make uh, little Zen Buddha circles or big Zen Buddha circles, different colors, different paper, different styles. Um, who knows? We will see. Um yeah, I don't have much today. Um, 
Besides, that's that's what I'm up to. It's only a daily update for anybody interested. Dear Diary. Um, uh, and uh, music-wise, um, I found a couple things. Um, a, I... Damn it! Um, there's a there's a there's a cool version of "Where Is My Mind" on Spotify by uh, what was it called? Like the movie soundtrack or your movie soundtrack? It's just a you know light piano version. And what else? I I think oh oh oh, there's a guy on the YouTube's uh, that has a that's handle is sad piano covers and um they he does quite a few covers of one of the bands that changed my life um starflyer 59 starflyer 59 uh if you're unfamiliar was a an american shoegaze band and shoegaze was a british thing and he did it with some Southern California flair, some surfy aspects, some something that was just clearly more American feeling, a little bit more um, driving down the PCH on a motorcycle. And in their earlier CDs, they even had, uh, which I thought was f- fucking awesome when I was a teenager when I discovered them. Um, my youth pastor, let me borrow um, the album Silver. And I listened to that on repeat because it blew my mind. It was just this big wash of fuzzy, distorted guitars and feedback. And it was different than at the time. I was absolutely not familiar with British shoegaze. I was um, a extremely sheltered, um, homeschooled uh, dipshit. And I was only allowed to listen to basically oldies and Christian music. And if you're not familiar with most Christian music, you're talking things like Sandy Patty and Amy Grant, you're talking about the, the goddamn worst music on the fucking face of the earth. And along came this, it's technically Christian. Um, that can go in a spiral off in a, in a real fun topic that I'm 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 much closer to because I was super Christian and was also uh, you know music is my I'm my best friend and uh, this was a band that was so sad and full of yearning and it was sensual and dark and uh, romantic as fuck. And I was this, like, very lonely, uh, homeschooled. I guess by the time their album came out, I was I had went back to private Christian school. Uh, which, if you want to, like, make your kids uh, really have a horrible time in school, you just homeschool them and then have them go back to regular, like, a... a, a closer to normal school like right around middle school when people get really fucking mean um and uh yeah so 
uh, where was I going with that? Um, I hit the ground running with this band. Like this was perfect. And my, you know, the first there was some big issues because it wasn't as overtly Christian as, you know, your regular Amy Grant kind of stuff. That light, poppy, uh, happy, you know, Jesus loves us all and Jesus is the greatest thing and uh, all that. It wasn't that. It was like sad. And I think what I was saying earlier about them on a motorcycle on the PCH kind of thing, they they only, they said they only rode Moto Guzzi motorcycles. Uh, the, the Italian like retro uh, motorcycles. So it just kind of had this like romantic, stylized kind of vibe to it. And I fucking clung to that. And I started playing guitar because Jesus Christ, like it was all guitars, just layers and layers of guitar, feedback and fuzz. And it was everything. Uh, I, I didn't even know I wanted. <clears throat> yeah, so I, uh, sorry, I'm burping. Uh, today's like um, uh, intentional stress eating. Uh, I know in previous podcasts I said I lost 140 pounds in the last like four years or whatever. I gained like 15 in the last month um, due to uh, stress. I, you know, stress eating begets uh, um, stress weight. Um, but yeah, um, so, so I have a, I have a a diet thing that I, I do when I'm trying to cut weight, but, uh, I guess that should be the music for, for today's podcast, the official music for today's podcast, go and find, and, and if you're in the right mood for it, Starflyer 59's silver album, Starflyer 59's gold album, uh, La Vanquille, uh, um, she's the queen, um, Americana, that stuff, that fr- silver was the first one I came in contact with. And that was in my CD player for a long time, just not moving, uh, or it was move spinning, but I mean, it was not going in and out of the CD player. I had like one of those little CD Walkmans. Um, and that's all I listened to probably for six months. It was just perfect it's just this big depressing wash of sadness and uh um yearning and uh yeah and then gold came out and i went those were actually the first cds first four cds i bought i got silver gold la vainqueur and she's the queen and i'm probably mispronouncing la vainqueur um, which means like the, the vanquisher, the, um, you know, basically Jesus, cause Jesus is, you know, super awesome. He, he was a French commander of, uh, some ships, some naval, naval ships as, as, as you all know. Um, and he was really sad because about his, um, and lonely about his, you know, girlfriend or something or not lack of girlfriend. I don't know. I, I never knew what the fuck the lyrics were about um that's one of the reasons why my parents were like is this really christian i mean they're they're not they're not like super overt where the lyrics are like jesus is awesome 
Jesus is great. Jesus is, you know, love Jesus, you know, that kind of shit. It was all like, uh, I don't know. Definitely Christian for people that can like look at lyrics and be like, well, this is obviously about this, but not for people that are used to the songs being like, seriously, like, you know, um, Jesus is my fucking, you know, bro. Jesus is, uh, the most specialist, um, person. So yeah, I don't know. It worked. It worked wonders on me. It made me play guitar, like pick up guitar and it, it, it made me get weird with guitar off the bat because I was like, I want to know how to do the feedback and that stuff. That was the feedback. Those fucking, they reminded me of, uh, the nays of a stallion. And they reminded me of other things. They didn't, they, you know, my parents were always like, well, you should be like, learn how to play guitar, right? Like, you know, Chet Atkins or some shit. Um, and I was like, fuck with, fuck with that. Like, I need something that's like crying. I need something that's like screaming. Um, I need to figure out a way to make my guitar scream. Um, yeah, and I would just I would just lock myself and well not lock. That wouldn't have been allowed. I would just uh especially if certain people were home, I just was in my room, headphones on, and I would listen to it all night long. Um partially because I, I thought and I'd turn it down really quiet and I'd hide the fact that I was wearing headphones while sleeping because this was all verboten. But I thought that if I listened to it enough while I was sleeping, maybe I could figure it out dumb but I was like 14 or 15 or something like that one of the most influential bands of my life in the top top five for sure I do I now uh you know what is it 30 no not 30 what 20 25 years I don't know I'm old now uh do I still listen to it extremely rarely but I mean I just had this shit on repeat like I think there was probably a full year where there was nothing but those four Starflyer CDs in and out of my um, little CD Walkman that was the first four CDs I bought that was some of the most important music of my life so that's that's the um, that's the music for today you know guitar um it you know it's also one of those things i i loathe uh guitar wizardry i loathe 80s guitar antics i and those were the old dudes at the guitar stores that like talk to you like you're a piece of shit and uh it was very much a, a generational divide and i have always hated to this day uh any of that like fucking um i don't know steve steve vi stevie ray vi um that's a joke for guitar people out there stevie ray vi i hate all of that fucking like guitar noodling shit hendrix is one thing because that 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 man was on some acid and he was he was on a vibe but uh all that 80s shit all that 70s 
uh, arena rock, uh, hair metal, glam metal, um, monster ballads, all of the uh, the shitty D beat metal, all of the all of the guitar solos, all of the jam bands, all of the fucking wizardry where they just stop and do a solo for three minutes. I hated and still hate that shit. And I hated those dudes. You go to the guitar shop and they'd be like, I'd I'd be like trying to do something. I'd be like, well, you know, my my main thought process is like, how do I make the guitar do the scream sound like this? And they'd be like, they'd be like, look, kid, like you don't know how to rock. Like I know how to rock. You don't know how to rock. You don't never know how to, how to rock. And I'm always like, you fucking dipshit mulleted fuck. Like, I hate your guts. I think it's mutual. Um, yeah. They wanted to, to play guitar to be like badass and do some, you know, get some Jim Beam, some Coke, and some blonde big titty bitches. And my idea was like, I want, uh, I'm fucking so goddamn depressed and I just want to like, kiss a girl that likes me and uh we're on a totally different wavelength like i don't want to be ripping on the fretboard i want to like make my guitar sound like pain um yeah pretty much hated rock man i hated rocking rocking all night rocking all day uh, and ever my entire my entire um, adult life, uh, every blue collar job, uh, we've had to listen to classic rock. It's like mandatory. I think it's uh, imposed by the NLRB. There's a 30 song playlist you have to listen to. Uh, that playlist includes like. Um, Carry on my wayward son. All that shit. You gotta listen to the same 30 classic rock songs. There's like, um, you know, one Sabbath song, uh, two Pink Floyd songs, uh, John Bon Jovi, of course. Uh, I could go down through the list, but you have to listen to those same 30 songs like it's fucking Guantanamo Bay about rocking. And rocking all night, and rocking all day, and rocking them bitches, and rocking them big titty blonde bitches, uh, ever forever. You work a ten-hour shift, you work a twelve-hour shift. Well, you can just uh, do the math and see how many times you're going to listen to "Carry On My Wayward Son." You know, and that's what it is. The generations, the dudes that actually were rocking. They're, most of those dudes are retired or they're in an office position or they're, they're, they're not even out on the floor. They're not out on the site. You know, they're whatever. Um, but somehow we are locked into having to listen to, to fucking rock um, forever. And uh, there's nothing that can be changed about this. And it's about those. Uh, it's, about, it's about rocking. Anyways, um what else? There is a tangent for you. Um, 
Guan- rocking in Guantanamo Bay. That's what they do in fucking Guantanamo Bay, though. Supposedly they they have like the the motherfuckers listen to like Metallica. Uh, they that someone someone intelligent knows that listening to Metallica uh, on repeat is 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 a form of torture. Um. Somehow it's self-imposed. If you're near a construction thing, construction job, that's that's what's up. Uh, what else? I'm I'm just rambling spewing hate um because I, I just didn't get my beauty rest last night oh here, here um so since i'm about to do it um let's talk about uh my secret weight loss journey or weight late weight loss journey secrets because it's, it's no secret i lost a bunch of weight over the last so many years and kept it off even though you know sometimes i have to cut I've been trying to get muscle in the last year, more muscle. Uh, once, and, the, and the, the greater reason for why I'm even saying this is, is um, in the last so many years, I, I really identify with um, Rick Rubin when he's talking about there was a time in his life when his brain and his body, he regarded them as like separate things. And he became much more in tune with his body once he like changed his diet and did some things. And I totally feel like that. Cause I was like always the chubby kid with asthma. And, um, I was just always like, well, this sucks. Uh, my body sucks. And I was always depressed and getting in shape, eating healthy has had far, 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 far more to do with my, mental, emotional, and other aspects of my being than it has to do with my body. Uh, and I've become much more attuned with my body and much more comfortable with it and much more cool about all kinds of stuff. And I've gained confidence, which is actually funny. Um, one of the things uh, the wife was saying the, the week she left, she was like, yeah, you were way cooler when you were fatter. And I was like, what exactly are you saying? Like, She's like, you've changed. And I'm like, what really changed besides I became, I became more self-confident? And, um, she had no answers to that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, um, here's, here's my, my weight loss secrets. You can now pay fourteen ninety nine, send it in a self-addressed envelope to, um, dip shit in a room with a, with a, with a microphone. Uh, Here's the big, the the major, the you know the the headline of the story. You got to do um, diet and exercise. By which diet I mean calorie restriction. This I know this is cutting edge shit, mind blowing. You've never heard it before. It's not like you don't already know it. Uh, you have to do calorie restriction and exercise. You don't have to do the exercise if you don't want, but you have to do the calorie restriction, by which I mean you burn X amount of calories, you take in less calories, so you use some of your stored up calories. Pretty complicated shit, I know. This is breaking news. Uh, I've had so many people at work uh, and personal life want to know my secrets. Here today, I'm letting you know it's calorie restriction you know all those times you ate too much shit and your body held on to some of it? 
Now you have to like eat less shit so your body lets go of some of it. This is this I know it is very, very uh, complicated, and I'm being a dick about it. But seriously, uh, I mean, I was I was overweight for, you know, a couple decades. So uh, yeah, I'm being a dick about it. But really, it really is that simple, and it is completely doable if you just do it. That's the core part of how it works is you just have to do the thing that you already know. Um, you can, you could have any other aspect of, um, disorders where you say, Oh, well, this person's drinking too much or this person is, uh, is, is the opposite. They're an anorexic. There's, there's a myriad of different disorders and part of the way of, of resolving those is not doing the thing that, uh, causes the problem and I'll let you in on another secret whether it's overeating over drinking under eating um, any kind of addictions or anything like that uh, the, the thing that you're doing like let's say eating too much is not going to fix the core problem there's some other problem why you're doing that and let me tell you that getting really fat or becoming a drunk or whatever it is, uh, smoke and crack, whatever your deal is, it's not going to help that original problem. And at some point in time, you're going to have to f really work on whatever that problem is. Or you're going to go back to doing something and you might just switch out things like, okay, you, you lose weight, but then you like start doing something else. You're going to have some kind of fucked up behavior. Because something is wrong and you need to address that. Uh, back to actual the nuts and bolts of how I did it. My personal way of doing, doing all of this is... First, I, um, I just cut out carbs. And then that, that's, I, I felt a little different. So I was like, I'm going to try that out. Um... And I don't know if I, I don't, I wasn't doing exactly keto, but I was, I started cutting down carbs and I started I lose a little pounds here or there. Nothing, nothing special. But, um, I was like, this, 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 this kind of, this kind of works a little bit. And then I got a little bit more serious. I started actually counting the calories because you can eat zero carbs for the day and still take in more calories than you need. So some days you're not going to lose any weight at all. Um, if at all, uh, I'll tell you right now, living without carbs or very low carbs is, uh, works out for me really well. I was a vegetarian for like nine years. I had been doing the opposite for so long. I was doing the, um, you know, back in the day I was doing the like, uh, broke jackass diet where you, you go to like the bar and get like, um, the, the dollar PBR and tater tots, you know, all just carbs, no nutrients, high carb, high fat. Anyways, cut out the carbs. It does a whole lot of things. Uh, there's a, there's a Huberman lab podcast specifically on mental, um, or mental and emotional health and in, in your diet, uh, no carb, low carb, zero carb, whatever diets, were first developed for people with epilepsy. And uh, just like a lot of antidepressants developed for epilepsy, 
and then used after the fact. They're like, hey, this works on a few different things. And they say a lot of people, uh, and you can go ahead and start typing out your hate mail now, uh, but try it for yourself first. I'm not, this is not info that I made up. Uh, there's a lot of people that can improve, uh, have, have a marked improvement of their emotional and mental health via cutting out carbs. And I think there's a variety of reasons for that. One, your body starts running on ketones as opposed to glucose. Uh, there's also the fact that when you change up uh, your uh, when you change up sorry, I'm burping up Indian food um, when you change up the, the what's going on in your microbiome in your gut, you got to remember that like you have more serotonin uh, receptors in your gut than in your brain. Everybody knows what serotonin is. It's the one that people talk about when they talk about uh, being happy and uh, antidepressants that uh, do various things with your serotonin uh, receptors. In other ways, changing this fucked up diet that uh, we as Americans think is, is normal to do a, instead of a low carb diet, you're doing a high fat, high carb, high protein diet, low nutrient diet. If you switch to this, you're doing like protein and uh, the vegetables that are above ground. You got to remember that the roots is where um, plants store a lot of their carbs. You can eat some of those if they're fermented. And so you're, you're eating like green leafy things, lots of broccoli family, uh, you know, uh, vegetables. You eat cucumbers, eat celery, you eat various vegetables. Um, for the purple and orange vegetables, you can buy just bulk beta carotene for the orange. You can buy uh, blueberry extract and uh, beetroot extract powder where you're getting a significant amount of, I forget what the hell they're called, like cyano something. It's like the, the I forget if it's a, it's like an antioxidant, vitamin, mineral kind of stuff um, that are specific to purple vegetables, orange vegetables. You can either get them like fermented, like fermented beets, fermented uh, carrots, or you can uh, just take an extract if you're in the hurry. You need to take a lot of fiber in, like uh, fiber's good. You should mix up what kind of fibers you're taking, and it shouldn't all be like psyllium husk. But then it's also good to take in, you know, you mix it up. Uh, so I, I did that. Uh, get a calorie uh, app. At first, it's going to be a big pain in the ass to, like, weigh out food. You're going to have to, like, make your own a lot at first. After a while, you're going to get a good feeling uh, of guesstimating weights and caloric content and you know the, the the greatest thing about getting a calorie counting app and you got to watch because like the one i use is called lose it and half the data is uh user user submitted which means it's fucking wrong um but you're you'd be so surprised when you actually start looking at the calories of things 
and the carb, um, uh, uh, the nutrient, the nutrient profile of these of different foods, you're going to be really surprised that some foods you'd be like, no way could I eat that on a diet and lose weight. And you can. And then there's other ones where it's like, oh, really? That has that much in that? Sorry, I'm like really wanting to belch. Um, burp. Sorry, my bad. Um, but you'll be surprised. If you're not familiar, you're going to be real surprised and you can find out there's there's so many ways to do this and make little tweaks and and not feel like you're eating um like you're not enjoying food. And I do I do a cheat meal once a week. There's me doing like a maintenance diet that's low carb or there's a cheat day during the week and I try to keep it no carb for just like mental and other aspects, not even for weight, just for maintenance. Uh, it seems to help with your mental, mental stuff. And it also like, you're not hungry as often when your body switches the ketones to the glucose. It just seems like your body runs different. And I like it. You don't have as much like up and down getting hangry, all that kind of business. You have less food cravings. Um, you don't seem to, it, I don't know. But when I was a kid and I'd eat like sugary cereal or something for breakfast, I just didn't feel right. I felt n- not good. And I used to pass out and stuff when I was a kid, like on the way to school. Something with my blood sugar was all fucked up. And eating donuts, pancakes, waffles, any of that kind of shit would fuck me up. Um, sugary ass coffee. The drinks, you know, where you, you you know, from the Midwest, you got to get the coffee and then get like uh, some kind of flavored coffee creamer powder, which is basically just totally wasted calories, dog shit. You learn to drink good coffee because if you're not putting fucking um, French vanilla mocha, mocha swirl, um, peppermint schnapps, uh, fucking shit in your coffee you actually taste the coffee and you're going to be surprised that there's really good black coffee out there. And then there's most coffee that most people drink sucks. Dunkin' Donuts is pretty shitty coffee. If you take away all of the other stuff. Um, that's a shout out to the Northeasterners who, who, who love that shit. I'm, I'm told the, the mass holes, uh, just can't get enough Dunkin'. Classy gents up there. Um, where was it going there? Okay. So let's reel it back too far in the weeds here. Um, okay. Actually know what kind of calories you're doing. You can do the intermittent fasting thing. And I kind of on and off do that. Like, uh, there's some days when you're just like, dude, I'm dying. I need to eat. Here's another thing. When you're doing keto for too long, you need to really fucking pay attention to your electrolytes because you're going to become diuretic, which means, uh, you're going to piss out all your water all the time. Because just the way your body is processing things. So you need to drink extra water. And you also need to take like a multivitamin. And, and like um, definitely take, you can get, you can get ketones uh, and electro, electrolyte powder. Um, I have asked a whole lot of people. I still don't know. I should actually ask ChatGPT or something if, if, if that, the, the Wizard of Oz knows. I don't know if you can store ketones when you take them. 
if you've been no on like a no no carb thing for a minute and you went hardcore like real hardcore you're gonna have some days where you you, you they call it keto flu or some other bullshit uh you're gonna have some days where you feel off and if you really let your electrolytes get out of whack you're gonna be fucked up you're not gonna feel good you're gonna be feeling like you're like someone's draining your battery bad and you will see the difference when you take like a electrolyte powder or electrolytes and ketones. It's like someone turned everything back up to full full speed. And if you do it right, you actually have more energy than you would. Like if you go no carb for a while and then you eat pasta or pizza, all those fun things you're going to feel like someone is draining your battery. Uh, You're going to feel like you're weighted down and you need a nap. So I I try to stay away from carbs. And then, you know, I do the cheat meals because it's not like I'm never going to eat macaroni and cheese again in my life or cheesecake or something. But, like, when you go without all that crap for a while, the Philly cheesesteaks, all that shit your baseline changes and you feel generally a lot better. And then when you eat like a, a bacon cheeseburger and fries, you're going to like need to lay down and get, you know, your, you're going to feel like you need to get your blood pressure and, and everything checked and you're, you're going to feel bad. And you'd be like, you, you get to a point where you're like, it's worth it more to feel good than to eat like American food. And I'm not going to hate completely on uh, the American diet because uh, at this point in time, you can do that all over the earth. Uh, switch it up. Like maybe you're not eating burger and fries. Maybe you're eating you're eating arepas and Coca-Cola and, um, you know, buñuelos. Or you're eating um, fried chicken and some kind of sweet teriyaki bullshit sauce. That's the main thing is you're going to notice that like some of these sauces can completely change up whether or not you're eating properly for low carb or not. The devil can be in the details uh, tremendously. And you're going to have surprises, both good and bad, when you actually find out what the fuck is in your food, like calorie and nutrient wise. I try to stick with more a, little, a bit higher protein than the the real crazy like um, orthodox keto people, uh, but I will tell you if you don't do enough fat, your brain is not going to work very good because your brain works more gooder with fat in it because your brain is made of fat, and uh, if you eat certain types of fat and you have been restricting it too much, you're going to notice a difference where you go from like foggy headed, dumb dumb, not happy. Uh, to like on point and feeling pretty good. Oh, what else? Okay, so that's the basic thing. You wanna you wanna you wanna ch- check your calories. The the intermittent fasting thing is good too. Um, definitely exercise. Definitely, if you're gonna exercise, do both cardio and weights. Or whatever you do. I mean, I wish I had thirty-five fucking dollars a class to do yoga or some shit. I wish I could pay thirty-five bucks a class for uh, Muay Thai. That would be dope. I even bought a pair of like it was like twenty bucks, but I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I got the pa- a pair of shorts, and then I was like, 
looking at the prices of different Muay Thai places in uh, the Big Apple. And I was like, fuck, man, I can't really afford to do that. That's like uh, yet another expensive hobby. I just can't do it. So I got I got to keep it real and go to uh, the shitty, the shitty, 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 shitty Planet Fitness with uh, all the other plebes. Um, and people, you know, I I go, I can see it both ways. Some people make fun of Planet Fitness. Um, I do. There's so much of it that I hate about Planet Fitness, but it is cheap, and I'm cheap. I am a cheap date. Uh, I'm cheap in, in uh, a lot of ways. Um, what else? So, yeah, uh, as I started losing weight, I started gaining momentum and seeing more results. So I, I kind of kept on tweaking things and, and going harder. Like, I don't think I would have could have sustained. I think it would have been too drastic if I would have switched completely to over where I got to when I was down a hundred pounds and like really dialing it in. I don't know if that would have been too much of a lifestyle change, I think. But, uh, I, if any, at the same time, if I would have known everything the way I do now, I, I, I would have done it, dude, I would have done it 10 years ago before I would have done it way younger life being your healthy weight is so fucking much better. Like, whatever weight you are at right now, pick up a fucking 100 pounds and, and go about your day and see how awesome it is to have an extra fucking 100 pounds. 40 pounds it sucks. Like, get a 40-pound weight and then just walk around with that motherfucker all day, especially if it's like a dumbbell or something like that. Your arm's going to be fucked up. You're, if, you, if it's a one dumbbell, you're going to be, like, off-center all day. You're going to be fucked up. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, it weighs you down. It makes you feel like shit. Um, eating all that food, having all that shit sit in your stomach all the time makes you feel shitty. Everything about it is shitty. And I did the majority of my life as a fat as fuck person. Um, so don't, don't, don't tell me I'm fat phobic or any of that bullshit. Um, I... I, I lived it, baby. I lived it for a long time. Um, I started out young. I had asthma really, 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 really bad. And um, which I really recently, that's for another story. That's for another time. Uh, found out it was an, it's an autoimmune thing. And autoimmune things can come on by stress and uh Someone in my family uh, used to always say that my uh, asthma was all in my head. I mean, I seriously had to go to the hospital quite a few times, and I was on a lot of medications, and I couldn't breathe worth a shit. Um, that part is real. That was not in my head. The f- how I got to giving having asthma might have been in my head, but as like a <clears throat> sorry, as a six year old or whatever, I don't, I don't, I was like asthmatic since I can remember. Whatever age that came on, um, it's not like anybody around me understood or I understood that it could be some other emotional or something else that might be triggering that. 
I know if you listen to David Goggins, he talks about how when he was a kid, like he had, uh, what do they call it? The, um, uh, he had hair, chunks of hair fall out and, um, what the hell is it called? I don't remember what it's called. Forgive me. It's where when you're black, black, white people have it too, but no one notices it. It's where like you have, um, patches where there's no melanin, you know what I'm saying? Vinaligo or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, uh, I apologize. I don't, I don't know the name. I, I can't remember the name, the, the, the little gear spinning in my head, but those are all autoimmune things. Anyways, backing it back up. So ironic enough that someone in my family that caused me a lot of great stress was telling me it was all in my head. Um, like the Beck song, it's all in your mind, but I, um, in a way it might've been. The asthma was for real, 100% for real. Anyways, they put me on some meds at one point in time and I just ballooned up like it was some kind of steroid and they, they had me on it for six months. They're like, try this out for six months. And they're like, oh good, well, he's, it does not help and he still can't breathe or the fuck. Like he's, he's always walking around ready to fall over um, from lack of oxygen. But let's just keep him on it. It seems to be making him gain weight like a fucking water balloon. Well, let's just see where, how you know. Let's see where it goes. Like, let's see how big his tits get as a fucking ten-year-old uh, boy. You know, it, it's let's just let's just keep going with it. So yeah, I got big, and then yada yada yada. Uh, I wasn't on that medication forever, but like the weight never got away. And much older, I drank too much, so um, and ate stress, ate everything, so. Uh, yeah, it, it only just got worse with age. Something snowball, like the original reason might be way in the past, but all the other things that keep it going and keep it rolling forward, whatever your problem is, uh, the, what the original thing was might, might be gone, you know? Um, but you've, you've, you've kept it going. You kept tenacious, kept stubborn. All right, let's go back. Uh, what the hell does this have to do anything? Uh, weight loss stuff, um, mental and emotional stuff. Um, it's all tied together in some way. Okay. So, and if you're, if you're, uh, an English speaking person, I, I think odds are you're probably fucking fat. So let's talk about it. Um, it does have to do with your emotional and mental and everything. Your body is connected to your brain, which is connected to your, you know, the hip bone connects the the collarbone. It's the whole, it's the whole thing. All, you know, holistically. So, um, no carbs, diet, exercise, get in there and fucking do some serious cardio. Uh, and weightlifting, do both. Do the weightlifting before you do the cardio. It's, it's the way, it's, it's the move. Uh, not the other way around. Uh, and then when I got real hardcore, cause I had lost like 70 pounds and I kept on fucking trucking and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get to like, not just not as fat. I'm going to get in like actual shape. And everybody told me, Oh, you should stop at 200 pounds. You're going to look like, uh, you're dying. You're going to look like you got cancer or whatever. I got down to 200 pounds. I'm still, still like, I got floppy tits. And, and I'm looking at my arms and I'm like, damn, like, uh, it's like when the snow melts and there's, there's just dog shit on, on the sidewalk, three months worth of dog shit. 
that's all I had going on. I thought I was a more muscular guy. Turns out it wasn't. I, of course, I'm, I probably lost some muscle. I'm not denying that at all. But like, I just was like, wow, I still don't look good. Um, I still feel like, like a bunch of wiggles and jiggles. So I kept on going past where everyone told me I absolutely should not weigh less than that. And, you know, I actually, it was like a lot of things in my life. Actually, I had to look it up online because everybody's telling me the wrong information. I look it up online. U.S. government says for my height, my weight should be, you know, in this window. I was still way above that. And I'm like looking at myself in the mirror without a shirt on. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I still look like shit. And except for now, saggy, like a fucking ballless text, tech, uh, te- uh, can't speak, ballless uh, testicle sack. So I'm like, all right. So I was like, I'm gonna get real serious about this. And I did something I did one time before, like maybe over 10 years ago. I did this thing where, uh, and this is fun, you uh, procure some gray market. The first time I ever did it, it was, it was above board. I got it from a doctor, and it was insanely overpriced. I didn't know, but it was like some kind of fad thing. It's basically like high-tech anorexia. Uh, you you inject. I know that's scary, but in, people, you know, if you're an American, you're probably going to become diabetic at some point in time anyway. So you're, get get familiar with those little insulin needles now. Um, you basically shoot this mixture of vitamin B12 and HCG, which is a hormone that pregnant women make when they're starving. Uh, it's some hormone that allegedly, and it seems to fucking work. It does some other things. And I'll get, I'll get to them in just a second here. Um, it does something where your body switches to eat its own fat reserves and not lose as much muscle, and you can lose weight at a fucking fast rate, and uh, you're not, you'll have days where you're, like, not hungry at all, and you eat, like, fucking, like, anorexic size fucking meals, and you have to be real careful about a lot of things. I don't recommend this for people who are half-ass. I've had people that were half-ass try to do it uh, because they saw what I was doing, and they fucked it all up because they thought they could just do like their own their own zany twist on it. And don't do that. It's not one of those. This is for like you have to stick to the script or you're wasting your money. You're wasting your time. And I don't think it's good for you to go off the off the um the plan. It's just like those dipshits who like are like, I'm gonna get jacked, bro. So they go and they fucking shoot testosterone, think they're going to like look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But then they, they only like do a couple exercises and they're on and off and they, they're not paying attention to their food and they're not paying attention to this and they're sloppy. Like it's not going to fucking – you don't just shoot being in a certain type of extreme shape into your ass and, you know, and, and make it happen. There's so it's everything else is involved there. There's, there's a lot other things involved and you have to do it right. Otherwise you're just a jackass. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, HCG and B12 and you shoot it like in your gut. It's uh, what is it? It's not sublingual subcutaneous, subcutaneous fat, 
that the the jiggly shit and there's like a nice donut shape around your belly button where you can shoot it in there and if you do it right you won't bruise you won't even feel the fucking needle you want to get a little tiny tiny little little insulin needle anyways you shoot that shit in there like once a day you do cycles of it for like um uh a little over 3 weeks at a time uh i if i'm really hardcore i can drop a pound a day uh, so if you need to lose 60 pounds, you can do that in, you know, maybe 70 days or so. It's fucking possible, but you have to do it right. And you have to pay attention and, uh, you have to be on point and you're going to get it from a doctor or you can do a bunch of DIY shit and find it gray market on the interwebs. Uh, cause that's where I get it after I figured out. And, and here's the funny thing. This might be one of my little side hustles that I end up doing since I'm uh, fucking broke and uh, desperate and panicking about my financial situation since my day job has uh, uh, is film and TV is just shut down because of the, the, the strikes, writer strike and uh, actor strike. But yeah, there's a few vendors online that will sell this stuff. And then I've looked up actual prices, like if you're going to buy it wholesale, straight from India, which is where the shit comes from anyways, India and China, um, like most of your generic medications and like everything else that you own from the garlic you buy at the grocery store to um, the kids' toys and the Happy Meal to uh, everything. It's made in like India and China and, you know. Anyways, they, they, they get this hormone actually from pregnant women. It's piss. And uh, I'm not sure what they do to make these women, because it's supposedly a thing that your body makes if you're, if you're starving. The idea is if, if a woman is starving and she's pregnant, her body wants to use up all of her fat reserves first and uh, so the baby doesn't die and she doesn't die. Um. So you just, you, you burn your own fat. This is another one where if you don't do it right, you're wasting your time and you're jackass. You can actually gain weight really fast if you take HCG. Um, it's like human hormone. Um, that's that's the, the Latin. Uh, HCG, human chondroidal, I don't know. Uh, I forget off the top of my head. Anyways, you get this shit, you shoot it, um, and here's a fun, fun Side fact uh, that women will never know about. Supposedly, this hormone thing doesn't work on women as well um, to lose weight. It works way more better on on men. But as you might have known, uh, women don't lose weight as easy because their body's always saying, like, hey, let's hold on to this. You might get pregos uh, anytime now, and we need to hold on to every little bit of um, flub because... You know, you don't want to be like Jessica and be uh, die in the middle of winter when we run out of turnips. So uh, women just, you know, can't lose weight as easy. Um, but yeah, a fun fact, side fact uh, for men. If you take HCG, it does something weird to your balls where they grow and produce a little extra testosterone. So fun fact... Um, you'll grow a little extra more testosterone and your balls physically will get bigger. And I did not know anything about this until it happened. 
And one day, I'm sitting there doing my business in the bathroom, and I'm like, whoa, the water is cold. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here, man? Like, uh, the boys, are, they're sprouting. They're, 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 they're growing boys. And uh, they were dipping for a, for a swim. They, were, they got fucking huge. And I think that's one of the reasons why you feel so, uh, like, not sluggish and hungry. I think your power to, I think that's part of the effect. I don't know. That's me. It's anecdotal. It's bro science coming to you live and direct for only $14.99. I'm telling you the secrets to my success. Act now. Um, but yeah, make sure balls get big if you do it for a while. Uh, a few weeks in, and you're like, uh-huh. say what? Say what? I feel like I heard somewhere it also like vastly increases your sperm count, but I might be wrong. I have a vasectomy, so um, it's neither here nor there. But if anybody's like trying to help overpopulation and just can't get enough of themselves so much that they need to make more of thems. Uh, there you go. There's your, there's your way. There's, a, there's another little help. You can, you can blast a couple other, you know, 200 million, uh, more of you up, up, uh, in some, some lucky lady. Uh, but yeah, so I do, I do that. And when, when I do the HCG, I drop down to like, mm, I've gone as low as 500 calories a day, which uh, if you get, get out your pocket calculator, that is very, very fucking little. You need to be very precise about what you're eating. You're not just going to eat a donut and say that's it for the day because a donut would probably be more than that anyways. But what I'm saying is you um, you need to eat nutrients. You need very clean protein. You need some very healthy fats. And you need green things with like, you know, like spinach that doesn't have like really any caloric anything. Uh, there's all kind of stuff. You need to eat some like kimchi, get some live stuff. You need to get some pickles and, uh, you know, you're going to find out real quick that when you're on a real, real hardcore calorie restriction, you, the cheese and nuts and stuff are all very calorie dense. You got to stay away from that stuff. You're going to be eating like cod, egg whites spinach, broccoli, and uh, you're going to have to get real creative to choke that shit down. But at the same time, you're going to eat such little amounts per day that even if it is just like a can of tuna fish with you know, mustard on it or hot sauce, hot sauce becomes your friend because there's, there's no real calories in most hot sauces. But again, this is where you have to look up the fucking shit. Because if you're talking about like Goku Chain, I don't know, Goku Chan, Cheng, like the Korean barbecue hot sauce, or uh, so many different things, you got to pay attention because you can completely blow up your keto thing. And sometimes it takes like 72 hours to get back into keto. Uh, you need to pay real goddamn close attention to what the fuck you're putting in your mouth. And there's no point in doing this if you're going to do it uh, half-assed. It's stupid. It's why everybody asks me what my fucking secret is. And it's like the secret is just doing what you already know, but doing it right. 
And so you're going to have to actually look up what calories are you putting in your mouth? People are like, yeah, stop eating the... Stop eating bread. And I'm like, but didn't you just say you still drink beer? And they're like, yeah, but is that the good carbs or the bad carbs? And I'm like, you're a dipshit. And I'm like, they're like, well, I, 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 instead of eating bread, I just eat fistfuls of bacon. And I'm like, well, how many calories? And they're like, I don't know. Is it the good kind of calories? Is it the bad kind of calories? And I'm like, fuck, fuck me, dude. Um, it's not that complicated. It's simple ass math. You just have to know what you're putting in your mouth. It helps. There's already labels on shit. And then if there's no labels, like it's just chicken, chicken thighs. And chicken thighs and chicken breasts have immense difference in flavor and calories. Like uh, content of like how much fat versus how much protein or whatever. Chicken breast sucks. Chicken breast is shit. Uh, Chicken thighs, that's fucking what's up. Uh, but chicken thighs taste way better because it has fat in it. So you have to check that shit out. You're going to eat turkey, chicken, fish, like cod. Uh, if you want your brain to work, eat something like a, like salmon. Um, it's like salmon. Eat wild salmon. Don't eat the, any of that farmed shit. The farmed shit across the board is bad. I don't care what kind of fish it is. It's from bad to worse. It doesn't have the same nutrient content. It doesn't have the same amount of like good fats or whatever. It doesn't taste the same. It doesn't have the same texture. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for the kids. It's bad for America. Fuck farmed fishing. Um, it's the most ass backwards thing ever. And that stuff is gross and not good for you. And it, it also, if you're talking about all that tilapia and was it swai and some of those other like garbage fish, that shit is they throw all these fish in a big like pond full of uh, um, uh, sewage. The fish eat the sewage and all that's entails in third world country sewage. And then they have uh, slaves essentially um, farm these goddamn fish. And that's why it's like, uh, you know, almost no money to get uh, a fish fillet at uh, McDonald's. It's because that stuff is like, you know, it's garbage. Eat the wild-caught stuff. Um, that's where the animals are out there eating the, the the natural plastics you find floating in the ocean. But seriously, in the mercury or whatever, if, if, you, if you do enough research, everything's bad for you. But let me tell you, don't do the farm fish. Eat some cod. Just bake some cod. Season it. Do all kind of fun stuff. Remember hot sauce. You can do it jerk style. You can do it this way. You can do it that way. There's so many things you can find without sugar in it. Like you can find barbecue sauce that's sugar-free. There's so many ways to do this if you just pay attention to it. If you're going to have to do it for a while because you really let yourself get way the fuck out like of shape and you're going to die early and you can't go upstairs without huffing and puffing and you can't fuck for more than 10 minutes without feeling like you're going to have a heart attack, uh you're going to have to maybe make some adjustments. Um, your brain's going to work better. Your body's going to work better. You're going to feel better uh, in general. Your baseline, you don't know that your baseline is shit. You don't know how fucking shitty your body feels until you get to be like, whoa, it's way better like this. And I can still eat fucking cheesecake. I can only just do it once a week. The rest of the week I have to eat like... um. Like I'm eating according to what my body wants instead of what my tongue wants. Because your tongue wants donuts and Philly cheesesteaks and cannolis and uh, pizza. Uh, 
but that's not what your body actually wants. That's not what your brain actually wants. It's, it's, and, and you, you, you're going to figure out real quick that shit isn't worth it. And then when you do have a cheat meal, you make sure that's a damn good cheeseburger. If you're going to do a cheat meal and it's a cheeseburger, you're not just going to eat a fucking shitty McDonald's one. You're going to go to a place and get a fucking like solid, like hardcore double or triple cheeseburger with bacon, with everything else. Put the cheese on the fries, put the cheese on your face, put the cheese up your ass with cheesecake and a fucking milkshake and you're going to feel like you're going to die and then you're going to realize well this stuff is delicious but it's going to kill me and you just kind of uh enjoy it slash hurt yourself once a week where you go and you eat uh a just a disturbing disgusting amount of of all the wrong things and then that kind of helps for the rest of your week you're like man i feel so light and airy and uh on point and happier and not hungry all the time, oddly enough, because your body's running on like normal, normal, what it's something closer to what's optimal. Because this is about optimizing yourself in a way where you feel uh, better. Uh, I don't know what, if this is a Mystic Nathias podcast or a 10,000 Insos podcast, I don't give a shit. No, I don't care. Um, there's, there's, There's like five people that listen to this. Um, which I need to change. And uh, I'm going to have t-shirts online sometime today. So tomorrow I will, I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you about my hot new designs. Um, but I guess that's it. I'm sh- if I thought, if I sat and thought about it and wrote things down, it was a structured, organized, um, professional um, person. I had another good, good fucking adjective in there but um i can't find it i would i would probably have 10 more bullet points and uh it would be golden but uh let me just tell you the people i used to work for a long time ago every so often i'll bump into them and they're like holy shit first they go like hey dude you look familiar where do i know you from and i'm like dude i worked on an entire 10 month season of you know, some awful goddamn TV show with you like seven years ago. And they, they, their jaw drops. Uh, I feel way better. I look way better. People treat me different. I treat me different. I in general am better. And I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could go back to when I was way young, like any, anywhere just earlier whether it's when I was a kid or when I was a teenager or when I was in my 20s, I wish I could go back and be like, bro, uh, this is going to be a problem as long as you keep it, allow it in your life. And the sooner you fix it, the sooner the better. And the, the longer you let it fester, the more damage it's going to cause to a variety of different aspects of your life that aren't even connected from your dating life to, uh, your, uh, physical, just health to your mental health, to so many different things. It's a key part of all of that. And, um, once you figure it out and stop being stubborn and stop being in denial and stop all the bullshit, it's going to be a problem until you like face it head on and do it. And then here's the thing, everything that seems impossible and seems so fucking hard 
does not seem that way after you do it. It's only impossible when you don't do it and you don't try to do it. And it's not that it's, there's this, what, how, how's it go? Um, do or do not do. There is no try. Uh, that's, that's, that's the Yoda thing. And then Bukowski has the, um, don't try, uh, which could imply just to do it, which is Nike's thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, when I'm cutting, I'll do like 600 to uh, 800 calories a day. Depends on if I'm going to the gym. If I'm going to the gym, I got to do a little extra because if I go to the gym and do an hour of cardio, I'll go in there and be microdosed on um, paper and do an hour or two or three of like going wild on the elliptical. Yeah, you're going to burn like fucking, I don't know, 400 calories or something like that. Um, so if you only eat 400 calories that day, you have essentially not eaten that day. So those days I might, I might hit it up to like 800 or something like that. At the same time, I've had days where I lost two pounds and people are like, wow, it's water weight. You're not going to keep that. And I'm like, dude, I went home and I drank a shit ton of water. I took creatine to put fucking water back into my muscles. Uh, the weight didn't come back. So if it was water weight, I am still missing uh, tens and tens of pounds <laughs> from like two years ago and they still haven't come back. So go fuck yourself. What else? Uh Dude, there's that one uh, viral gym bro that has this amazing plan, and I, I fucking, he's so goddamn annoying. It is, it is, his ads are all like, and they pop up everywhere. His ads are all like, do you know why like uh, low carb and exercise and diet doesn't work? Here's why it doesn't work. And it's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like th this whole, there's an easy way guess what? The easy way is just doing what you already know. There's no fucking hacks. There's optimizing things and doing things like smarter, but there's no like, uh, here's the magical, uh, three minute fucking workout plan that you can eat whatever you want. Like go fuck yourself. The easiest way is just to fucking do it. And, uh, I think you should put on some David Goggins, uh, microdose when you're listening to David Goggins, and uh, it makes your brain a little bit plastic enough that you can actually soak up stuff in your hard, fucking stubborn head. And when I say shit that's mean like that, I'm talking to me, younger me. I'm talking to me now because I have to keep relearning everything on a continual basis because nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. Everything's impermanent, just like motivation, just like drive, just like sadness, just like... The weather, just like love, just like everything. It comes and it goes. You know, if you went to church uh, 20 years ago and you haven't went since, you can't really call yourself a churchgoer. If you haven't written, if you hadn't written anything uh, in uh, two years, you can't call yourself a writer really anymore. There's, there's, everything's impermanent. Um, and the hard times I'm going through right now also fucking and permanent. I've been crying every day, keeping that consistent. I haven't been meditating. I've been doing Wim Hof most days, definitely crying a lot. That's, that's what the fuck I'm doing. Um, 
But uh, you just got to do it. You got to like fucking go back to square one and um, yeah, the easiest way is just to do it, not to avoid it. That's going to be the end of the podcast for today. Um, I wasn't trying to do that. That's, that's not a fucking emotional appeal or anything. That's not a... Yeah, I don't know. My wife has me unblocked. I talked to her mom. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we're... Yeah. That's why I'm crying. It's not because I'm uh, anything else. Um, I'm going to go. That's it. That's it for today. You can go back to your reg- regularly scheduled whatever the fuck. I'm not dead yet. You're not dead yet. We still got time to do something. And uh, that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll, have, I'll, I'll have something done today useful besides crying, I, I promise. Um, yeah, because what else you're going to do? I, you know, you can multitask, you can fucking cry while you do other things. So that's it. That's it, man. <laughs>